Hey, you're listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information and free resources, you can check out SovereignGraceMusic.org. Thanks for joining us. Hello, how are you? Wow, that was an enthusiastic greeting, David. Buenos dias. My goodness. I am David Zimmer. I'm Bob Coughlin. And we are so happy that you would be joining us once again. We are. Uh, or for the first time. Yeah, amen. Both. Yeah. Um, today we are going to be um, talking about the end of the year. It's fast uh, approaching. Fast approaching um, Christmas and New Year's. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Bob, starting with um, Christmas, how do you think through um, Christmas songs or Christmas program? Do wow. you even have a uh, Christmas program that you that you do at your church? I like this. We're just diving right in. Sorry, like none, I, yeah, no little just, chatter or anything. We're no? just diving right in. That's great. Uh, I used to be part of a church that did a Christmas Eve service every year, okay. and it was big. Um, not not as big a production as some churches I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I'm a part of Sovereign Grace Church Louisville, and you are as well, and we actually don't do anything <laughs> um, big Christmas Eve. That's why I asked. But yeah. even for uh, Chris, the Sunday before Christmas, maybe two Sundays before Christmas, we might do a children's choir and an adult choir, mm. you know, just involve more people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been around all kinds of different ways of approaching Christmas, um, you know, so that's what I hope we can speak to. Yeah, uh, and of course, by this time, most people know what they're doing, and yeah. this might be thoughts for next year. Yeah, it's funny. I've been uh, in in cities where you know big churches will do these like massive productions, and um, over you know three nights, six nights, whatever. Right. I don't know if anybody's doing that this year, um, but it involves everybody's time. People are you know just giving everything to it. But I wonder sometimes if you look at the fruit from those, apart from just the fellowship, you know, that that comes from doing something like that, mm-hmm. um, and the joy of of doing things together, uh, if if the evangelistic fruit, which is the reason a lot of people do them, yeah. is really that great, you huh. know, sometimes there's a cultural impact in your city. Yeah, you know, this church is going to do this this thing. Um, so I've always wondered about that. I've sought to kind of downplay. Um, what we do at Christmas. For this reason, I think one of the best things we have to offer people, unbelievers or people who are kind of thinking about going to church, and a lot Mm -hmm. of people, you know, will attend a Christmas service. Mm -hmm. The best thing we have to offer them is not like a great musical production, but the reality that the God who made us has sent his son, Jesus, Mm -hmm. to take on our flesh and and grow up as a child and become a man, mm-hmm. living perfectly so that he could hang on a cross and receive our punishment for all our sins and rise from the dead. Mm. Like that and that's changed our lives. Yeah. And so when you sing a for instance, a you know, a, a carol, a, a meaningful carol, a, a, a carol, a carol, a gospel uh filled carol, uh meaningfully and movingly uh, people, I think, might have a better opportunity to see, you know, what Christmas is about. Yeah. So whether that's a, a carol sing or uh, some some churches I know are doing um, 
what's it called? Something in carols, lessons in carols. Uh, oh, okay. You, you have scriptures and carols yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. in between, which I think is brilliant mm-hmm. in terms of this is who we are. This is what we do. This is what has amazed us and changed our lives. Yeah. Um, so that's that's how we've tended to think about yeah. it. But you know, what, whatever you do, you want to do in faith. You want to do yeah. with intentionality. Yeah. And not just because you know we've had a Christmas cantata for the last yes twenty years. So we or the singing Christmas tree. And I, I don't know if that's anybody still doing that, <laughs> I but I know the people thing. have done that. Oh um, my goodness! Uh, if it is, I would love to see that. You, sh- I've seen them. Yeah, I've, I would love I've... to see that live. Like, send me the information. <laughs> uh, well, so I, so the, so the reason I ask about a program is, and you kind of you hinted at it. It's like, uh, I mean, so many churches are doing some sort of program, whether it's with a choir or whether yeah, it's yeah, 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 or or whether it's a full blown kind of a dramatization, and but it's. A lot of people see it as an opportunity, like, hey, we're going to bring in some non-believers that are going to come to a, uh, you know, some sort of event that they're going to hear good music or uh, an evangelistic opportunity. But I I really like um, just even the approach of saying, even though you might be new to our church or new to this event, this is the same gospel Yes. We have been rehearsing yes. every week, yes. week, week after week after week after week. So, uh, so how do you? Christmas is such a nostalgic time yeah. too. Yeah, there's so much uh, sentimentality to mm. Christmas that it's which like which is wonderful, which is wonderful, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. so, um, but I love. My question is, how do you tie into this? Is what we do week to week. Yeah, 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 yeah. During a Christmas, uh, you know, event or concert. Even if you're going to do a concert, how can you tie yeah. it into? This is what we do in our weekly gatherings. Yeah. that's what I'm trying to ask. That's good. Well, I, I want to backpedal a little bit and say, you know, God uses big productions. Mm-hmm. I, I just think, as leaders, as churches, we don't have to feel the pressure to mm. put on a big production. Mm, that's good. You know, there are there are large churches that can do those things very well. A lot of people come and people do get saved. You know, people do come to know Christ or it forms a bridge, a relational bridge where, you know, people can uh, learn more about this church or this gospel and, you know, later on come to know Christ, you know, the one we're singing about. But we should never feel pressured to do that or never mm. think that, you know, we've got to pull out all the stops on Christmas because well, well, if we're doing our Christmas, why don't we do it every Sunday? <laughs> you know, what, what? and of course, some churches think that way, you know, and every <laughs> Sunday is a production, which is another podcast, yeah, because um, it's not meant to be a production. But mm. uh, let, me, let me answer that by, by talking about three things that we tend to do, mm. the churches tend to do at Christmas. Mm. They all begin with S. Um, we tend to sentimentalize Christmas, mm-hmm. which is what you said, which, you know, when you meet as the church, we're not sentimentalizing anything. We are we are talking about the God who has redeemed us through the the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm. Nothing sentimental about it. Um, you know, Christmas is attached to a holiday season, so there's a lot of elements that are sentimental, and those are great. I mean, yeah. I have a big family, and we love yeah. the traditions and all those things. 
But that's not where the power of Christmas comes from. So mm-hmm. in the church, we have a different message. So we want to make sure that we're not simply being sentimental, singing a carol, Oh, little town of Bethlehem, which has some elements to it that are, that are gospel-driven, but not a ton. It's not real specific um, or, you know, whatever. Numerous carols that are angels we have heard on high sweetly singing o'er the plains. That's a fine carol. I mean, I yeah. love singing the glory, <laughs> but I, it doesn't tell people a lot about mm. why Jesus came. So it can fall into that category more of sentimentalism. Yeah. And then we tend to sanitize Christmas. Mm. And this is, yeah, it's really easy to do this. Sanitize Christmas, meaning we make it all about this beautiful nativity scene mm. where everything's clean, calm. everything's calm. Bright. Yeah, bright, <laughs> silent. <laughs> um, is there a song about that? <laughs> um, and, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it, each year, you know, we, we try to think about, try to remember, try to think about what, what it was really like. Mm. I love Andrew Peterson's song, you know, it begins, it was not a silent night. Yeah. There was blood on the ground. Mm. What? That's a Christmas song? Well, yeah, because that's what, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was a teenage girl giving birth to, a, to her baby with probably only her husband there, mm. in a filthy place, you know, a stable, a, a room where, where there were animals. Mm. You know, that's just not very sanitary. No <laughs> sanitizers around, no, you know, it, but that's what it was. That, mm-hmm. that was God's condescension to us. Yeah, that's it. That's... And it... it, it uh, you know, it's it's one of the songs on our Christmas album, Oh, Come All You Unfaithful. Mm-hmm. That's the, That kind of ties into that. It's like Christmas is not for the all put together. Everybody, you yeah. know, has it all together and yeah. you're, you're middle class, you're, you know, doing great in your job, you got given lots of gifts or getting lots of gifts. It's not, f- yeah. it's not for people who have it together. Mm. It's for people who feel hopeless. Mm. It's for people who feel... Like they're isolated, separated. Um, like, uh, yeah, they just they just don't know where the next checks coming from, paychecks coming from. That's who Jesus came for. He came for all yeah. of us because we're all needy. We're all condemned before God. Yeah, and th- those people will be coming to a, a, an event or a night yes. or a concert or a yeah, you know, and that is. I mean, for 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 those who are picking the songs for those events, or pastors who are thinking through those nights, those are the people that you're wanting to grab their soul. That Christ came to bring hope. Yes. Not just we can gather and sing and feel. Yes. Like, you know, let's turn down the lights and hold the candles. And <laughs> yes, although it's it's fine to turn down the lights and hold and the I'm candles. not and I'm I'm not at all yeah uh, uh, I'm not at you all against, against candles that. or what. <laughs> It's not at all against that. Okay. Uh, but to to uh, to offer that uh, that hope, that light in a very dark scene. Yes. A very dark time. A lot of uh, for a lot of people, Christmas is a is a really really hard time. Well, and I think twenty twenty is especially. I mean, more so yeah. than ever. Yeah. It's like you have a whole whole another group of people. Yeah. Who are thinking this was the worst year I've ever had in my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're isolated from family. Could be. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the other thing 
is we, we tend to sentimentalize, sanitize, and we tend to spiritualize Christmas, which is just drawing mm. out of it all the, the feel-good you know, things about it. Brotherhood. The spirit of Christmas. Yes. I yes. see. Yeah. Love. Yeah. You know, joy. Peace. Peace. Yeah. All those things, which are are great. But the good news or the bad news of Christmas is you cannot ultimately have those mm-hmm. apart from the Son of God taking on our flesh and dying in our place. Mm. To to reconcile us to God, mm. so that we could be forgiven, so that we could find a way yeah. to God. Mm-hmm. Those things don't ultimately exist. We can have them temporarily, mm-hmm. but there's no sense singing about you know the peace we're supposed to feel without having that main problem solved, which that's is so we good. have no peace with God. Yeah, that's so good. So that's the good news of Christmas. So so the more you tie. You, you know, the reality of the incarnation into your Christmas meeting, the more it will seem like your regular meeting. You know, I mean, assuming that that's what we're doing every Sunday, we're, we're mm. singing songs, we're preaching messages, praying prayers that enable the word of Christ to dwell in people richly. Mm. So it's the same goal. You know, you might have a special or, you know, you might, you might do different things to get to that goal. But the goal is the same. The thing is, people shouldn't come like on a Sunday morning and go, "Wow, this is really different from yeah. what I saw, yeah, yeah. what I experienced last Sunday, or what I you know yes. saw at your Christmas thing." It's yes. like, what in the world? Where are the bands? Where are the right. you know the the choreography? Where's the you know, right? Whatever. Well, and it can feel. Um, it is a very special time, and we're 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 singing it's an about time. very special things. Uh, but if it's uh, if it feels like it's a separation from, you know, the reasons we're gathering, yes. like oh, it's just a special event, yes. or it's just a special time. I, I love um, just even uh, recently on Sunday we sang "Joy to the World." Yeah. Uh, after CJ preached Psalm ninety eight. After CJ preached on Psalm ninety eight, yeah, and so. It didn't feel awkward. Mm. It didn't feel like this doesn't fit. Yeah. I can't sing this song. Yeah. It's weird. This is a Christmas song, <laughs> you know. Um, and and why do you think that was? Well, I was so clearly grounded in that scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was such a it was such an extension of what we just heard. Yeah, because because joy to the world for those who don't know may not know was Isaac Watts wrote it from Psalm 98 to talk about the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. not the first coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we had just heard this message and everybody's singing it with that, those thoughts resonating yes. in their mind. Yeah. That's, it was great. Yeah, that's so that's so helpful to think through and hopefully encouraging for... Uh, yeah, I mean, when this podcast comes out, I'm sure this is sort of in the middle of your Christmas season where you've picked songs and thought about this months, months yeah. ago, but... <laughs> Or at least hours. Hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Months ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some people plan for I their- I know cr- they do. Um, yeah. I salute them. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I. Um, but even just a, a, a more of a focus for um, what these next couple Sundays are going to look like. Yeah. Um, or if you have a Christmas program coming up, um, how are you drawing um, this program back to the fact that we are hopeless? Yes. Without- the coming of Christ mm. and the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. That is peace through yes. his blood. Um, our focus can't just be on the good feelings of Christmas. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge 
that just as the Israelites were waiting for Messiah to come, mm-hmm. we are waiting for our Savior to mm-hmm. return. Mm-hmm. And he is coming to, to bring to himself all those who have trusted in him. Mm-hmm. And to right every wrong, and to to make just every injustice, and he mm. is going to rule and reign forever, and we will reign with him. And mm. that that's not here yet. Mm-hmm. You know that day has not come yet. So mm-hmm. there's that aching, there's that longing, and you know December is just such a sweet time to emphasize that. Yeah. Um, that yeah, we're not home yet. Mm-hmm. You know that's why the Advent season um, is is so relevant to us because. Mm-hmm. We're not waiting for Jesus to come. He's come. Yeah. But we are waiting for Jesus to come. Yeah. Because there's a lot that's still wrong with the world. Yeah. And we live in that already and not yet time where we know that Jesus has come. He's ascended to his Father's right hand. He's poured out the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our inheritance. Mm-hmm. He is the seal that Jesus will fulfill all the promises mm-hmm. that, that God has made. And so we, we live in faith. We yeah. live by faith. But yeah. we acknowledge, yeah, there's a lot that's wrong with the world, and people in our services need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just make sure that's a part of what we're, the songs we're picking and yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, that's really helpful, really great. Um, how do you think through? How do you think through the the coming year? Uh, how do you think through the new year? Uh, do you um, plan for? These are songs I want to to introduce next year. Mm. Do you do reflection of? Uh, the previous year, I just wanted to get some mm. insight in how you, um, yeah, when you kind of come to the end of the year, how yeah. do you process next year? It's always an interesting time, isn't it? Uh, um, and I want it's speak- a weird in between. Yeah, yeah. And and for I know for a lot of churches, just on a very practical note, um, you know, a lot of people are gone, mm-hmm. like they're on holiday, they're they're mm-hmm. visiting family, or um, so your your resources are down. You know your personnel are down. Right. Um, maybe like everybody but you is gone. I right. mean, I remember when we planted the church. Like the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's, it was like Empty. CJ's family, my family, a few other families. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so small, but we had a great time anyway. Yeah. Uh, and and you should too, because yeah. again, the the glory of our gatherings is not just large groups. It's the fact that mm. God is truly with us through His Spirit, that we have a Savior who is present with us by His Spirit, and we have the Word of God being preached and proclaimed. And, you know, of course, it can, be, it can feel different, but the most important realities haven't changed. Yeah. So, so that'd be yeah. one thing I'd say, you know, uh, don't worry that you don't have, you know, your bass player, your drummer, or, or you know, whatever yeah. um, that you normally have. It's okay. Do something different. That's yeah. fine. Just yeah. again, what we want to encourage people with and what is going to encourage them is the truths that we're singing, mm-hmm. the truths that we're proclaiming. But having said that, I think that uh, there are people who plan, you know, f- you know, for the year, we want to teach these songs this year. Every time I've done that, it hasn't gone very well. Like I'll, I'll think, you know, six songs. We're going to teach these six songs. I end up teaching two of them. Because really? it... I'm always trying to fit the songs into the teachings, you know, and how does this relate to what we heard last Sunday? How does this yeah. relate to what we're hearing this Sunday, you know? Yeah. How, so 
it, it may be a great song, but just it doesn't fit with the word that's being preached. So, so you can feel like a pressure of like, well, I introduced these six and I have to fit them in somewhere. Yes, yeah. I don't feel the pressure. I just don't teach them. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying if someone's listening, they can feel that I want, really want to bring these songs in. Yes, yes. But you're saying they should be, they should specifically be fitting into what you're, you know, what's being preached, yeah, what's being talked about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think everybody feels at the turn of the year some kind, most people feel at the turn of the year some kind of, okay, this is turning over. I mean, even though the yeah. calendar is a man made thing, time isn't. God yeah. made time. Yeah. And so there and there there are repetitions, there are rhythms in the Old Testament that God gave us. I mean, he gave us seven days. Mm. That's that's what he presented to us and said, This is this is gonna be the rhythm that mm-hmm. you should live by. So uh, there is this sense when we turn the calendar year of okay something's you know I'm going to do better I gotta <laughs> get, bring, I gotta bring something in new this is not going to be 2020 that's what everybody's yeah, gonna be saying yeah 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 <laughs> I'm looking for something new <laughs> um, but the thought that I have every year is I want to root people in God's grace mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. you know it yeah there are going to there's going to be there are going to be good things ahead. There are going to be promises that God's going to fulfill. There are going to be joys, unexpected joys, because we serve a gracious God. Mm. He, he's, he, we have a gracious, kind, merciful Father. But you know what? There are going to be suffering as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, think back to the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Who could have predicted? Yeah. <laughs> no one. That 2020 was coming. Seriously. But that's the year that, that God's seen fit to give us. And mm. I want to prepare people for that. So mm. I want to shower, root them in grace, the grace of the gospel that says, one, if you've trusted in Christ and his atoning work on the cross, you are, wel- you are justified before God, you are forgiven of all your sins, you are adopted into his family, you are welcomed as a dearly loved child. And you are protected by God, your Father. You are preserved by Him. You are sustained by Him. And there is nothing that's coming in this new year that is not from His fatherly, sovereign hand. So you don't need to enter this year in anxiety. You don't need to enter this year. In fact, let's have less anxiety than we did last year. And how are we going to do that? We're going to get to know our Father better. How are we going to do that? We're going to get to know His Son better. Yeah. And so there's just so much encouragement to be had, and I don't want to, you know, lead people into songs of, you know, let's go get them, let's you know, conquer the world. I mean, there there's an aspect to, yeah, let's do great things for God in the coming year. But if we're not rooted in the grace and mercy that we've been shown mm. in Jesus Christ, mm. it's just our, it's just us, mm. you know, it's just us trying to do better than last year. Mm. Goals are good, but. But goals that aren't rooted in grace aren't good, because they'll either lead us to pride or despair. Mm. That's our choice. You know, so we want to root people in grace, and you know, I'm thankful there, there are a lot of songs that, that can do that. I mean, even a song like In Christ Alone, you know, mm-hmm. no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his head. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, but why is that? Because on the cross as Jesus died, yeah. the wrath of God was satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's I'm looking for those kind of songs uh, that, that express that confidence in what God has done, confidence in what God is doing, and confidence in what God is going to do. 
That is so encouraging. I feel like I I hope our I hope whoever's listening is or watching is as encouraged as I am. Um just to just to process what you said for just a second that we're we looked back at 2020 at what God has done. Mm. And you wouldn't have changed anything in the approach to what we want to give people no. on a Sunday morning no. in the beginning of 2020 as you would looking forward to 2021. Right. right. Because we have, we we don't have control of what God is going to do. And if we haven't figured that out yet, we'll have a rude awakening. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have had a rude yeah, awakening. Yeah, we have had a rude <laughs> So So not only do we look back, uh, and it bolsters our faith of what God has done in our midst, but it's also that we can look forward. Yes. And it doesn't have to be encouraging those who are listening or watching. It doesn't have to be that we're going to go charging in. Yeah. We're going to continue to rehearse the gospel Amen. and remind ourselves again why we gather and why we sing and who we are singing yes. to and who we are singing yes. about. Greatest news ever. And I, I just, I, I hope you're encouraged. I hope, um, I, uh, I just, I love that. As I, as you think through, um, okay, we're sort of processing next year, and um, would you set any goals? for yourself um, in the coming year of things that you would want to personally grow out mm. or change? Um, well, wow, that's a great question. Um, I, I'm old, and uh, <laughs> so these questions become increasingly meaningful <laughs> to me. Uh, I really want to do some of the things that I've been doing, just do more of them. Mm. So um, memorizing the Word of God would be one. Mm. This year, uh, due to the challenge of my son, maybe it, was, it began last year, uh, Devin had challenged, challenged me to um, memorize Psalms, and so I've been memorizing Psalms. Mm. And... Um, the book or certain specific certain ones, Psalms? Certain ones, yeah. I haven't gotten the whole book yet, but... <laughs> But I, there's there's evidence that the Psalms was structured the way it is. Yeah. Uh, o. Palmer Robertson has a has a book called The Flow of the Psalms, mm. which really was helpful to me in understanding cool. the structure of the Psalms and why it seems it was structured a certain way so that we might be able to memorize it. Very cool. Who, so, who is the author? O. Palmer Robertson. Okay. And uh, The Flow of the Psalms. And so... Uh, yeah, just memorize Psalm 42 and 43, doing that with a friend. Mm. And uh, I would like to do more of that next year. Mm. I find that I don't really know the Psalms or even the Bible as well as I need to, or the way it's going to really benefit me until I have memorized it so that I can meditate on it, mm. so that it can become a part of my thinking. Mm. Um, and as always the, you know, just on a personal goal, I always want to be humbler next year than I was this year. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a constant pursuit to realize mm -hmm. that Romans 12 says, never be wise in your own sight. Mm -hmm. uh, and Proverbs says, do you see a man wise, who's wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I've memorized those verses, but uh, it doesn't make me humble. And uh, I just don't want to be wise in my own sight. Mm. I, I want to be, have, you know, have firm convictions about the right things. Mm. I know the hills to die on, mm. but but not try and die on hills that I'm not supposed to die on. 
That's you know, great. and especially when it comes to personal things, you know, yeah. when someone corrects me or, you know, challenges me or not to react instinctively, like, what yeah. are you saying? Here's my, here's my reason for that, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, I, then I just, I want to be more grateful. Mm. Um, uh, it's, it's amazing that we're not more grateful. I was just reading a, I'm re- reading a book by Tim Chester called Enjoying God. And uh, he said something I read something the other day that just so affected me. He said, "Don't, you know, don't ever grumble about the rain. Who of us would have created a world where water falls from the sky?" <laughs> and I read that and I thought, "Wow, I have never had that thought yeah, in wow. all the the rain I've seen." <laughs> but today it was raining, and yeah. I had that thought. God, you made a world. Where water falls, you know what we need for life. Yeah, it falls from the sky. <laughs> I mean, how great is that? So yeah. I just want to be more grateful. I want to yeah. love my wife more. I want to love my kids, my grandkids more. Those around me more. So those are. I mean, none of, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, yeah. but those yeah. are some yeah. of the goals. I want to continue to invest in those around me. You know, give it away, give ministry away, um, find ways of of helping others, help others see how glorious the gospel is, how glorious mm. Jesus is. Mm. So those are my prayers. Yeah, and um, yeah, see what the Lord does. Yeah, Amen. Um, well, this is the last episode in oh, season one ever. Uh, well, in season one, okay. Just and uh, so, sure. obviously, we're uh, so grateful and thankful mm-hmm. um, that we've been able to do this. Uh, and um, and Becca has helped out yes. immensely, and Grace yes. has helped out Becca immensely. High, Grace Nixon. Um, yep. So we're so thankful, um, also for you, that you would um, tune in and. Uh, and join us. And I, I pray, our prayer is that this is uh, profitable and encouraging to yeah. you as much as it's encouraging to us. I mean, me, I get to sit in the chair and be encouraged every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and they say that people should subscribe to podcasts. I, I hardly ever subscribe to podcasts, <laughs> but uh, you know, if you want to, you can. But if it keeps you informed, uh, then yeah. great, do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so if you don't subscribe, we will uh, be picking up uh, season two in January of 2021, yes. Lord willing. Uh, so um, we would love to see you there. And, uh, you know, obviously we hope you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. But Bob, would you like to kind of close our time with... Um, a thought or a yeah. passage uh, yeah. or uh, anything to kind of send out season one of Soundless Doctrine? Oh, a passage. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, as David was talking, I thought uh, we we do pray that this Christmas is um, better than the last Christmas, mm-hmm. um, only because... You know, each year we have this opportunity to think more clearly, more mm-hmm. more often, more deeply about the fact that the Son of God would would take on our human skin, our flesh, mm. uh, that two natures would be combined in one person um, to save us. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so may that that reality. Um, encourage you and strengthen you and console you and comfort you and empower you to to live for the the glory of God and uh, your own joy. So I just I wanted to close with uh, Philippians two, where it just says um, in verse five, "Have this mind among yourselves, 
which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, Mm. but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, Mm -hmm. so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." You know, in this season, whether people are saying happy holidays or whatever, Merry Christmas, whatever it is, you know, one day, everybody will know Mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ has received the name above all names, Mm. and every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. And we live in anticipation of that day and do everything we can now to make much of him now. So, Father, we ask that you would do that in our lives, through our lives. Mm that people would see us and they would see grateful people, people who recognize that Jesus has come to save sinners of whom we are the worst. Mm -hmm. And we ask that you would make Jesus glorious in our lives and through our lives for Mm -hmm. all those around us, for our family, for our friends, our coworkers, fellow students, Lord, whoever it is we rub shoulders with, we pray that they would see Jesus in us Mm -hmm. and through us. Mm -hmm. And we ask this in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.